0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services, taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events, from wood fired pizzas to full Gras. Get your three pack spice blend of moon
2: dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently.
3: Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this. Three, two, one. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
4: Good morning and welcome, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this.
3: Friday, y'all.
4: And a hot one it is out there. Give it toasty. It's July. Like the end of July. It's late July. Late July. And that equals hot here in Mississippi. But... Sunny skies, somewhat today, and a, a, a decreased chance of the wet stuff. So that's all. That's all good.
3: I believe you could even say we are in the heart of the dog days of summer.
4: <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> that is correct. So you know, so much stuff happens in a short period of time. I, I just I looked at some of the stories that I want to cover today. It's just a lot. In a short period of time, I mean, it's just compressed cycle. I guess the good news is that gives us a lot to talk about, for sure. But it's just amazing. And, and I often wonder, is it because we have so much information at our fingertips, so easy to access, so many sources? And, of course, you got to be careful. Some of those sources, they're just hyperbole and nonsense on both sides of the political spectrum you got to be careful but just a lot i'll start with a very important announcement however very important this sunday the 25th sunday 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 <laughs> I will have been married 40 years.
3: Congratulations.
4: 40 years. That's a long time. And it has been one hell of a great ride. Uh, I, those that are married out there know it's hard to make a marriage work. For a few years, much less 40. And at the heart of any successful relationship, it doesn't matter if it's marriage or business or government, the relationship defined between constituents and their elected leaders, is trust. It starts with trust. Openness. Honesty. You don't have that. You can't succeed. You just can't. You may be able to fool it for a little while. By it, I guess I mean the universe (laughs) and the nature thereof. The fake it till you
3: make it mentality.
4: (laughs) Exactly. But eventually, it just catches up with you. But I can say with honesty that my wife and I have enjoyed such a relationship rooted in trust. We don't always get along, (laughs) imagine that. (laughs) <laughs> but at the end of the day, we, of course, love each other, our children. We have shared this ride together. But most importantly, we just trust each other, and we have good reason to. We have not betrayed that trust with each other. That'll make it last. So I'm, uh, I'm very proud of that 40-year ride I will also tell you that I know the listeners may find this hard to believe. I'm a pretty hard guy to live with <laughs> uh, and I freely acknowledge that uh in you know, I think about the <laughs> just what the life is like uh being the spouse of an entrepreneur. That ain't easy. Uh, None of them are easy. I'm not trying to suggest that that particular situation is any more difficult than any others. They're they're all with their trials and tribulations and challenges. Uh, It's like my favorite group, of course, Steve Perry and one of their iconic songs, Faithfully, and he talks about being married to a music man ain't what it's supposed to be, and it's really a story about how difficult it is to make a relationship worthwhile when you're a, a touring rock artist or country artist, it doesn't matter, but if you're away a lot, it's hard. And I spend a lot of my career being away a lot, but as they say, it's about the quality not the quantity. And I, uh, I did my best to always be there and finagled and manipulated and adjusted everything I could to make sure of that and was very fortunate that I guess I had children, started a family a little late in life. So when I was gone and traveling between here and New Jersey, I know I've discussed that before, that was every week for 31 months, uh, Monday through Friday. That's t- that was tough and was away. But fortunately, when my children got to that more active period, they were very small at the time, but when they got to their really active period of their, of their childhood, I-, I was there, and I put my business, uh, I don't want to say on the back burner, but I, I prioritized everything for family, and, and I certainly do not regret that. And I hope that all, and I, I do believe that all good, self-respecting parents do that. And it's, it's what produces good, productive, respectful adults when they grow up. It's where it comes from. It's what's missing in our country. I'm not suggesting that I got the franchise on that or that I wrote the book on it, but Gosh, isn't that what's missing, though, when, when I talk about, often on the air, we just have these constant reports of this just hate and harm of others and taking their stuff. Gosh, just last night, and, and there's video everywhere, right, Rhino? I mean, you can't do anything anymore. It's all caught on video because we've, we've lit up the whole planet, it seems like, with video. You knew this was coming. But just saw a video last night of an assault on a 60-year-old lady just on the street. Pushed her down, started beating her with a saucepan. This was a female beating another female and another male involved. And all they did was took a few credit cards and a little money from the 60-year-old on the street of New York. Well, where does that hate come from? What are you thinking when you do that to harm another person like that? What are the odds that if they have, would have just approached that lady and said, look, I need some money, I, I can't eat, well, I don't know, whatever the circumstances are, that she would have helped? Good chance. A lot of people in this country would.
3: Even if she didn't, it's still none of her obligation.
4: That's right. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I think I'm just, you're but exactly right. But yeah, if right.
3: someone approaches with sincerity, and that's, that's something that I think society is lacking a lot of, is sincerity, but if someone comes up to you and you can tell they're being sincere, that they just need a little help.
4: Just need a little help.
3: I can't think of many people that would, if they couldn't help themselves, wouldn't try to find someone that could.
4: No question about it. I just believe in my heart that most people in this country, certainly in this state of Mississippi, are charitable in that regard. But when you start threatening harm, or you take their stuff, all bets are off. You don't deserve squat, except to go to jail. You're a menace to society at that point. But you you have to look. Well, how did they get to that point? Well, it's because they lacked something in their upbringing. There's no question. What was missing? But we never discussed that. We never addressed that. It's always society's fault. It's your fault. And the government thinks, oh, we need more programs. More programs. Oh, my gosh. It's just ridiculous. And, and these programs, they're killing us. They're not helping. They're killing us. Thank you, Rhino, for that. That's just the best right there. <laughs> Faithfully. Appreciate that, Rhino. Coming up on the program, Michael Knowles, host of the Michael Knowles Show next. At 11.05, Senator Daniel Sparks. And at 12.20, our own Steven Gagliano. Big show lined up today, folks. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers, partly cloudy, low around 74. A slight chance of rain on Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 94. And for your Sunday, a 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
2: month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue with huge savings to you at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Nothing is more American than shopping for a great deal. And we're offering some of our best ever on our new vehicles throughout the month of July. Get 0.9% financing for 63 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-9s. That's right. 0.9% financing. Or choose 0.9% financing for 60 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you get your first year of oil changes online. Credit problems? Not at Mazda of Jackson. No one works harder to get you approved than our team of credit specialists. 100 Percent credit approval is our number one goal.
7: Have a trade? Bring
2: it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And as always, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue and save big while doing so only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjaxon.com. Put for free credit, select Like most, see for details.
8: Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsInc.com.
10: Good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
11: Great news, everybody,
0: on Super Talk, Mississippi.
11: Mississippi.
4: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. Joining us now, Michael Knowles, host of The Michael Knowles Show. Good morning there, Michael. How are you today, sir? I'm doing very well. Great to be with you. Appreciate you coming on. So, uh, got a, li- a little bit of time here. We'll get right to it. <laughs> Looking at this walking back uh, by the Biden administration of uh, this radical book. handbook that was included in the Department of Education's guidance on reopening the schools. I don't think this was walking back. This was intentional. This was uh, planted. Uh, This is the objective. This is the agenda. They're they're joined at the hip with this effort. Uh, Your thoughts?
12: Well, I have to depart from some of my fellow conservatives who have been complaining for the past year or so that the schools have been shut down and this is really terrible and we need to reopen the schools. I I sort of consider shutting down the public schools to be the silver lining in the storm (laughs) cloud of of coronavirus uh, because obviously it's very, very cruel to keep kids away from their friends. But we know that so much of what kids are being taught in public and even in private schools is really radical, false anti-American, wicked stuff. And the, the Biden administration and so many of the government agencies have supported this. I mean, for goodness sakes, you're seeing radical critical race theory materials in the military tr- training books now. Yeah. <laughs> you're seeing it throughout the institutions. And so obviously we need to wield some political power because if we permit this poison to continue to permeate our schools and our institutions, we're not going to have a country left in, in uh, the long term.
4: And the conflict to me, Michael, is even though they're trying to uh, sort of distance themselves and, and uh, come out and backtrack on this, the fact is the president signed a an executive order uh, just a few weeks ago where he essentially sanctions and directs and orders discrimination across, as the document says, all levels of government.
12: No, of course, I mean, the the left in this country has supported that sort of thing for a very long time. And I think what they're noticing now is that the polling does not look great on this issue. I mean, Joe Joe Biden began his presidential campaign with the lie that Donald Trump called white supremacists fine people at Charlottesville didn't happen. But that was the very first words of his presidential campaign. And he continues to repeat this idea that America is an irredeemably tainted nation from the original sin of slavery, that racism is the defining feature. And it's not just Biden, it's the entire left. But I think what you're seeing right now, especially at these school boards, where parents of all races, of all demographics, are showing up and saying, get this trash out of our schools. You're seeing that there's a huge disconnect between the liberal elite and notably the Biden administration and ordinary Americans on the issues, not just of critical race theory, but of the radical gender policies, of immigration, of voting rights. There's a huge disparity now. And so if Democrats don't want to get blown out of the water in 2022, one, they're going to need to keep a lot of their unfair voting practices in place. But two, they're they they're going to have to run away from the policies that they've, they've embraced for the past several years.
4: Yeah, it, it actually is good to see. So here's here's the irony. For how long, Michael, have we heard from the education community, hey, the key to to really success uh, successful education and, and boosting the quality of education is getting parents involved, right? Now they're getting involved, all right. <laughs> they're telling you, <laughs> is that not the case? We've heard that for decades. We need more parental involvement.
12: This was another uh, silver lining, I think, of the COVID lockdowns is that when kids went to their fake digital Zoom school, <laughs> parents were very often in the room. And school district after school district, you'd see missives go out saying, hey, let's make sure that the parents aren't spying in on, on too much of what we're teaching their kids. And and this is, frankly, the, the issue at play in my new book, Speechless, yeah. is how the left very subtly, very gradually, Transformed all of the standards and, and transformed our institutions. The fact is a third grade classroom is not going to be a free marketplace of ideas. Right. Okay. You're not going to right. debate all sorts of advanced things. You're going to teach kids nuts and bolts. And the question is, who has the right to set the curriculum? Is it some extremist radicals who are teaching things that ultimately undermine a kid's education? Namely that their faculties of reason are fake and they, there's no such thing as objective truth or Is it going to be the parents and the community and the the taxpayers and the trustees and the people who pay attention to this sort of thing? So I think it's very important for the right, for conservatives and even people in the middle to reassert their political power and say, no, radicals. We're not going to allow you to brainwash our kids from preschool all the way through college.
4: Last I checked, there are some 153 school board members across this country that are elected, that are uh, in process of being recalled, or their recalled efforts that are being ginned up against them right now. So, yeah, they're getting involved when they find out what these folks are, are truly all about. It, it's disgusting, but it is refreshing to see parents. We've shared uh, many audio clips here on the show of parents showing up at these meetings and speaking out. And even though they're trying to say well, no, we're really not doing that, they're bringing like examples where they've made posters, they've shot screenshots of the textbooks, or the Zoom screens, as you just referenced it. It's so it's crazy. Gonna pivot a second. Oh, and by the way, go ahead. Yeah, please. Y-
12: so there's, you're going to hear this, you've heard it already many times, that critical race theory is only being taught in law schools. It's yeah, not right. being taught to your kids. Or any, there is a, a school district in, in Missouri that just spent $15,000 to a critical race theory professor to audit and redesign the history curriculum. This is happening in schools all over the country. It is being taught to your kids. Don't let them gaslight
4: you. Well, the thing about it is I don't care if they call it polka dot. I mean, it doesn't really matter what they call it. They, they say, well, right. critical race theory is just the examination of the influence and race of our, in our just, justice systems, our, our social constructs, our economic system, et cetera. Well, no, we're not just examining it, we're indoctrinating you to, to this ideology is what we're doing. So it's just semantic name-playing is all it is. So what about the Democrats on their recent junket, <laughs> their drunken junket up to D.C.? What the heck is that accomplishing?
12: Well, you you see, they were protesting an, a new law. They were actually violating the law themselves. They right. do not have the right to abscond from the legislature uh, just because the the people didn't elect enough of them to to impede this voter integrity law. So they were they were violating the law to protest a vote that would require voters to show ID at the polls. So what's the first thing they do? They go to the liquor store, they show their ID and they buy a case of Miller Lite. <laughs> then they jump on a private jet. They don't wear any masks even though there's a federal mask mandate on the plane. I think it's a ridiculous mandate, yes. but it shows you the hypocrisy. They land in DC, they all get COVID, not all of them but a, a huge number of them. They meet with legislators on Capitol Hill, they meet with people in the White House. A lot of them get COVID as well. Now the White House won't even release the COVID numbers, which frankly I think is perfectly fine because for the vast majority of people COVID's not a very big deal right if you're not in an at-risk group uh, but of course the white house is simultaneously saying that we've all got to lock down again and we all have to wear masks again so i, I think it truly no political stunt has backfired more <laughs> than the drunken junket we've seen in texas not so, in recent memory
4: unbelievable so uh checking on your your twitter feed uh, Michael, and, I, and I've, I've been following you for some time. But what about this, uh, this video that you shared? Uh, you may have retweeted that includes uh, numerous uh, young folks from across the pond calling for the reinstatement of the Latin Mass, the traditional Latin Mass in the Catholic Church. I grew up Catholic, born and raised, went to Catholic school. I remember the days when after school, when you were studying to be an acolyte, the nuns would make us kneel on the concrete and uh, learn the entire Mass in Latin, you know, in like the second, third grade, trying to say all those crazy Latin words. What do you think about that?
12: So when I when I grew up the Latin mass had already basically been banned. Yeah, It
4: was not Vatican permitted, II, I think, you know,
12: after the reforms of the Second Vatican Council. Yep. And so I grew up with a, a much less reverent liturgy. It was very confusing. I was an atheist for 10 years. I did revert to the faith, zeal of a convert, but I I myself was a revert. And in the meantime Pope Benedict was a very very good a serious, traditional, brilliant pope, he reauthorized the use of the Latin Mass. And one thing I've noticed, I've been to a lot of Latin Masses around the country, I've been to a lot of new Masses with with less reverent liturgy. And the irony is, we are told that we need the new Mass with all the acoustic guitars and stuff, because that's what's going to attract the youths. But the the reality is that about I don't know, I think the median age in the Latin mass is about 28 right. and they've all got 20 kids somehow I don't know right. how that's possible. <laughs> and then you go to the New Mass and the median age is 82 and there isn't a kid in sight. <laughs> Actually, I think young people want orthodoxy. They want seriousness. They want truth. They don't want pie in the sky mealy-mouth stuff. They want something to hold on to. This is even beyond the Catholic Church. They want something to hold on to and say, this is objectively real. This is objectively false. I mean, in, in our culture right now, you're not even permitted to say that a man is not a woman. And Unbelievable. so I think the way forward, if, if conservatives are going to have a way forward, we've got to state plain truths and have the courage to stand by them.
4: we got a break. We're honored to have you on. Can you stick with us for another segment? Absolutely. That's great. Michael Knowles, host of The Michael Knowles Show, is our guest. We'll be right back on The JT Show. Stay with us.
13: Half off, half the store sale at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry happens this Thursday and Friday only. Half of our store will be half off, with 10 to 39% savings on the other half during this first ever event. From rings to earrings, half of our store will be half off. With savings you can't afford to miss, now is the time to get that special piece you've always wanted. Half off, half the store. This Thursday and Friday only at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. 144 Market Street, across from Amerigo
1: in Flowood. Well, the first place Mississippi Braves welcome
14: interstate rival Biloxi Shuckers Tuesday through Sunday, July 20th through 25th at Trustmark Park. Join us nightly at 6.35 p.m. as we wolf it up first on Tuesday with Bark in the Park, plus craft beer specials. Free tickets to military and first responders on Wednesday when showing badge at the Trustmark Park box office. And Thursday Thursday with $2 beers and sodas. On Friday, July 23rd, the first 1,000 fans will get a commemorative M. Braves Cap, featuring the Mississippi State flag, courtesy of the Mississippi Economic Council. Saturday at 6.05, fireworks will line up the night sky above Trustmark Park, presented by Baptist Medical Group. And on Sunday at 2.05 p.m., it's Autism Awareness Day, presented by William Carey University, with special game-worn autism-themed jerseys available for silent auction. For a full list of upcoming promotions and to purchase your tickets, visit MississippiBraves.com or call
15: 888 braze 4
16: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. You can support Mississippi's many talented farmers, artisans, and craftsmen by purchasing products with a Genuine Mississippi logo. And that's the proof it's the real deal. To find products grown, raised, crafted, and made in our great state, just visit GenuineMS.com or visit the Genuine Mississippi store at the Mississippi Farmers Market every Monday through Friday 11 to 1 and Saturdays 8 to 1. I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi.
17: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If you are vaccinated and have a normal immune system, Dr. Nicholas Conger, an infectious disease physician at Gulfport Memorial, says the vaccine is relatively effective, but in those with weak immune systems, some extra steps may be needed.
11: If you don't have a normal immune system, if you're on immune suppressants, or if you are in a high-risk category to do poorly if you catch COVID, you might want to see your doctor and get checked for your antibody level. Really wish that would be a recommendation across the board nationally, check to see if the vaccine worked, if you're at high
12: risk. Because if it didn't work, then you might want to do the things we were doing before, like altering your schedule, not going out in public, wearing a mask so you don't catch it.
17: Today, the Department of Health reported over 1,300 new cases of the virus. And heat indices across the state could be over 105 degrees today, so make sure you drink plenty of water. Take frequent breaks if you're outside. Check on the elderly, the sick, and those within the air conditioning, and never leave children or pets unattended in a vehicle. I'm Andy Davis.
8: Cutwater Spirits presents the, the Twilight, Twilight concert, concert Series of Renaissance, Renaissance Friday, July 30th, with the revivalists. With dumpster funk plus epic funk brass band.
6: Get tickets now at twilightms.com.
8: Twilightms.com. The revivalists are coming July 30th. I wish I knew you when I was young. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and
7: Ardenland. Land.
0: Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: back, everyone. The J.T. Show, Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday, y'all. We've got Michael Knowles, host of the Michael Knowles Show, on the show. So, Michael, uh, disturbed by the Biden administration seemingly colluding with the social media platforms. I mean, Jen Psaki, White House Press Secretary, uh, she doesn't even try to hide it. She just comes right out. Yeah, we're working with them. We're asking them to send content. We're going to pass it on to our Surgeon General for approval and, and vetting and so forth. I mean, today it's, it's information concerning vaccines. Tomorrow, what is it? That's the concern.
12: You know, usually the liberal establishment is on the same page. They get the same talking points every morning. But on this issue, they've really been off off tone because you'll recall a couple of weeks ago president trump filed a lawsuit against big tech and he said specifically that big tech had violated his first amendment rights and all the geniuses of the liberal establishment came out and said it's a frivolous lawsuit because the first amendment doesn't apply to private companies so as long as the private company is just upholding its own standards they're not infringing on his first amendment rights the only way that the big tech companies could be said to have violated the first amendment rights is if they are working at the behest of the government. And so what does the Biden administration do? They come out and say, of course, they're working at the behest of the government. And they apply a lot of pressure. And they, they say now, Jen Psaki's coming out and saying that if you're deplatformed from one social media site, you should be deplatformed from all of them, that you should be deplatformed if you spread misinformation, which tends to be defined as anything that contradicts the official narrative. <laughs> Frankly, the greatest misinformers in the whole topic of COVID are the people on the left no who question. told us first masks don't work, then masks work. Then you you were at a great risk of the virus. Then it didn't come from the Wuhan lab. Then it wasn't man-made. It's all the, these lies, and so I, I think they're really shooting themselves in the foot. The only question is do the courts have the the uh, integrity to come out and and stand against this sort of thing and defend President Trump?
4: Yeah, and there's even a couple of Democrats now in Congress that are introducing legislation to address section 230. Uh, and that's driven by this vaccine misinformation the way they see it. But you know it won't just stop there, and that's not the intent. The, in, the intent is to weaponize social media as a surrogate, as, a, as a, uh, uh, just a sounding board for the, for the Democrat Party. That's what they see. They seek control of that, ultimately.
12: Well, of course. And the problem here, by the way, is the topic of my book, Speechless. The problem is that if you control speech in a republic such as ours, you're not just controlling one aspect of the society. Good old Uncle Aristotle reminds us that man is the political animal because we have speech. And and in a country such as ours, we persuade one another, we govern ourselves by speaking, by communicating yeah. and persuading and deliberating. So. It, regardless even of the pressure from the government, if three billionaires in Silicon Valley, led by hipster Rasputin Jack Dorsey, can deplatform <laughs> the duly elected sitting president, you know, if they, if they control 90% of the flow of information around the internet, that is by definition a political act. And they are controlling the, the political system. And we, the people have every right to push back against that.
4: And it crosses the constitutional line, however, when it's done at the behest and coercion by the government. I mean that's clearly a violation of the constitution and that's where we are today and and they just seem to not really be too concerned about that and when the press secretary says yeah we're doing that that that's bothersome
12: well because who's going to stop them i mean right. they have flouted the rule of law for for obviously many months now during the coronavirus lockdown nonsense. But this is just the apotheosis of something that's been going on for decades. The left has led a war of position, a long march through the institutions. They've taken over every institution. For goodness sakes, even the military has gone woke now, and they're, they're pushing all sorts of crazy commercials and recruitment ads. And, and so you look at someone like Dr. Fauci, who's caught in multiple lies. He very likely perjured himself. And he says, so what? What are you going to do about? It's shameless, but the fact is they've got the political power and the rest of
4: us do not. It's the risk of these career bureaucrats such as Fauci, who really just don't have any risk. They can do pretty much whatever they want. They're still going to be employed. They're still going to draw their generous pay. they are still got all their benefits lined up. And, and it's just – it it doesn't work that way in the private sector. The market will punish you if you do stuff like that. There's just no – there are no consequences. They do it with impunity, and I think that's what concerns uh, most Americans. The Democrats' roll in this this crime wave that's just sweeping this country. This is another situation. So, there's no chaos at the border. Crime is really not a problem. Oh, there's no inflation. In fact, we're going to Joe says we're going to spend more money to fix the inflation problem and these uh, these uh, extended unemployment benefits are not contributing to the labor shortage. I mean, it's just a state of denial coming out of the White House and the Democrat Party in general. But this crime problem is disturbing. Your thoughts on that?
12: Well, I think we need to call all the geniuses from Yale and Harvard and all the experts to do a study because it's just so strange. Last year, the Democrats around the country defunded the police departments. They called at the national level to abolish the police. And so you, you get fewer cops with less money. And then the crime goes up. I don't get it. I can't. I'm trying to put it together. It's too complicated, maybe, for me. It turns out that when you incentivize certain behavior, you get more of it. And when you punish other behavior, you get less of it. And so what what happened over the past year is we punished the cops and we let all the criminals who burned the country down in the BLM riots off of the hook. And surprise, surprise, shootings are up. Murders are up and and theft and all, all other sorts of crimes. Same thing at the border. I mean, we now have historic levels of illegal immigrants pouring over. We had 188,000 foreign nationals illegally enter our country in the month of June, over a million so far this year, on track at least to hit 2 million these numbers are insane. The vast majority of Americans oppose that. According to a Harvard Harris poll, the vast majority of Americans want to drastically reduce not just illegal, but legal immigration too. We're just taking in way too many people. And yet the liberal establishment doesn't care. It gets back to the Fauci problem. President's come and go, but Fauci remains. He's unaccountable. He's well ensconced in power. This is true of the whole liberal establishment that wants to get rid of our voter integrity laws, wants to flood our country with illegal aliens, and and doesn't want to enforce the law against the police. So yes. it's unpopular in the polls, but the fact is they've got so much power that it's very hard to impede their agenda.
4: And the hypocrisy of uh, this promotion, of course, of, of folks getting vaccinated and, and the in the prospect of imposing more uh, COVID protocols, but at the border we just let folks in, and now reports uh, suggest that there's like a 900 percent increase. In uh, COVID infections of those coming across the border, and we just we don't even test for that matter, and it, well, we don't do anything to quarantine them, and that's just what we know about. It's just so hypocritical. Are, are people getting tired of this? How will all this play out? Do you think, Michael, in the in the 2022 midterms?
12: Well, it's, it's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. It's the Democrats <laughs> saying that there is one set of standards for them and there's another set for everyone else. It, it does expose, though, that, of course, they're not particularly concerned about the coronavirus. They jump on the booze crew's private jet and fly without <laughs> any masks. And it's, and it's frankly, it's no big deal. They're all, all basically fine. And so they tell us that our six-year-olds can't go to school. You can't leave your home. You can't go to church or your business. But illegal aliens can come in without any tests and it surges 900%. Yeah. and nobody cares. It's, it's less about the facts that they are, are trying to convey and more about the imposition of the rules themselves. The rules are going to change, but who wields the power and who rules us, That that is not going to change anytime soon.
4: So what do you think then about 2022? Do you think this and this, uh, uh, this wokeness that's just permeating every corner of society that the Democrats seem to be fully on board with, is this going to have an impact at the polls?
12: If we're able to restore any of the election integrity laws that the Democrats, in some cases, illegally got rid of in 2020 using COVID as an excuse. If we're able to restore some of those election integrity laws, I think that we're going to have an incredibly strong year in 2022. All of the polling suggests that. uh, I mean, You're seeing majority support for Republican policies, the likes of which we haven't seen in generations. But a lot of the question is going to come down to, will the Democrats be able to federalize elections? They're trying to do that right now because they're afraid that they're going to lose their unfair advantage. Uh, Will they be able to have widespread mail-in without voter identification, with ballot harvesting, huge, horrifically corrupt practices? If they're able to maintain that, then I think they probably have a fighting chance because they'll be able to suppress the will of the American people.
4: The universal mail-out and the subsequent ballot harvesting, in my view, is the greatest opportunity to commit fraud, and the thing I object to the most, that they want to federalize and make a requirement in every single state. Does that concern you, that that approach? It doesn't just
12: concern me. It doesn't just concern you. It concerned Barack Obama five or that's, six that's years right. ago when he that's thought right. that this was going to give an advantage to that's to Republicans. Exactly right. so it's, it's rich and it's, it's preposterous. I mean, they're pretending that there's no risk here. Even Democrats for many, many decades knew that right. there was a great risk. And that's the point. That's what they're after.
4: Michael, it has been an honor and a pleasure having you on the show today, sir. We uh, hope you'll come back. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you very much. Michael Knowles, host of The Michael Knowles Show, author of the book Speechless. Thanks a lot, Michael. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be right back with The JT Show.
18: Hi, this is Anitra over at MacB's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday, we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday, we have bee tips or chicken breast. Wednesday, we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday, we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday, we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms spring sauce, And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets.
8: McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today.
5: TrustCare.
8: Feel better, faster.
5: It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors, on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon, and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. This is the morning agri market report for the Mississippi Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are still pushing way up this Friday morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 220 to 35,043. The NASDAQ is up 64 to 14,749. And the SP 500 is up 28 to 43,96. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton is down 61 to 89,25. And March cotton is down 60 to 88,81. At the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans are down 12 and 3 quarters to 14,03 and a half a bushel. September soybeans are down 10 and a quarter to 13,58. Three quarters a bushel september corn is down nine to five fifty-five and a half and a half a bushel december corn is down nine and three quarters to 551 and a half a bushel at the mercantile august live cattle are up 10 cents to 120.90 october live cattle are up two cents to 126.70 august live feeders are up a buck 35 to 159.55 and september live feeders are up a buck 32 to 162.02 for the mississippi network i'm bob sullender
21: It's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk
7: Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. See if you can spot this one. <laughs>
4: version there. Uh, That, my friends, of course, is the great Eric Clapton who, by the way, did you see what he said about live performances? He uh, shall not perform at any venue that requires a uh, showing of a vaccine, proof of a vaccination. (laughs) He's he's uh, weighed in on that absolutely well within his right. So of course I announced at the top of the program that I will celebrate my 40th wedding anniversary this coming Sunday and appreciate all the congrats rolling in from many of our listeners, uh, Mr. West, Bill, CC, and Sanitobia, uh, Joe, and. Meridian Neal from Pontotoc. Cindy from Panola says, My husband and I also have been married 40 years. Must be something to do with being Journey fans. That's really cool. And Andy and Jackson says, He wins the internet today. He says, I didn't think you were that old. (laughs) Yeah, I'm an old dude. Uh, So, William and Brandon says our interview with Mr. Knowles was fantastic. appreciate that, William. I, too, thought uh, that Michael was entertaining and just really good to have on the program. We very much appreciate him joining us today, and I feel confident we'll have him back. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Carolyn Starkville says it's called tyranny and remarks that we're talking about sort of the Democrats ignoring the many problems that face our country, just just seem to be in a state of denial about it. And she says they work for an evil plan. Uh, that, I think, could be stated accurately or could be suggested as accurate. However, they don't think so. That's the issue, Carol, is that What is obvious to us on the right that things are are a problem, such as what's going on at the border, such as extended unemployment benefits contributing mightily to the labor shortage, uh, such as all the defund the police rhetoric and justification of the outbreaks in our streets, the riots in our streets last year. Uh, all n- not really uh, part of what is causing this, prompting this wave of crime across our country. And then, of course, policies such as in San Francisco, where if you still commit theft uh, in a value less than $950, they don't care. And so folks are walking in stores and walking out with sackfuls of property that does not belong to them, they just refuse to acknowledge that might have something to do with what's going on. And, and of course, I would also argue that certainly in the early going, with respect during the campaign when Trump was president, we played it on the air the other day. You got Kamala Harris and Joe Biden both saying, I don't know about that vaccine because Trump was involved in it. Now all of a sudden they're scolding people who don't get vaccinated, and so, to a great extent, I submit they're the cause, they're a, a contributor at least to the low vaccination rates. Uh, but but now their tune is totally changed. But you can't take anybody seriously that vacillates so regularly, like Dr. Fauci is, as, as Michael Knoll suggests, and I've called for him just to exit the public. Square. He just needs to be quiet. He, he hurts every time he, uh, he harms the effort, every time he speaks up, because he has no credibility anymore. And I, I do believe that uh, to be the case. Joe Biden, by the way, he had a rather testy exchange with an owner of a restaurant at his CNN town hall. We talked about that yesterday, which was a total flop. In terms of attendance, and and CNN's ratings are so so in the toilet. Uh, nobody's even watching it. It was it was their uh, they conducted it, they hosted it. Therefore, it only aired on their network. But so much of what he said was just totally wrong. He gets into this testy exchange with a restaurant owner who says, "I, I can't find people to work uh, for us for my restaurant." and it's, I'm being told by applicants or prospective applicants that those that worked for him before, which he's reached out and contacted, says, I ain't coming to work. I got all the money I need here due to these extended unemployment benefits. And now these child tax credits, that money is flowing. More of that is coming. And, and so, you know what Biden says? Well, you got to acknowledge we kept you open. We sent you money to keep you open. Now at first he said these extended unemployment benefits are in fact not a factor in the labor shortage. But then he comes down and says uh, that you know don't worry about it because it's going to be ending soon. So is it a, pr- a factor or is it not a factor? <laughs> if he's now saying, well, it's going to be ending soon so folks will come back to work, that suggests to me he even believes. He doesn't know what he believes. That's the fundamental problem. Just words come out of his mouth indiscriminately uh, just to kind of appease a group at a point in time. This was really bad to have this kind of negative interaction with a business owner, in my view, that has a problem. It's time for a break here on the JT Show. When we come back, our friend, the senator from District 5, Daniel Sparks, he's in the studio. We shall return.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni Tree Pros. Online at BaronistreePros.com.
7: Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. This is the last season Cleveland's Major League Baseball team will be known as the Indians. A new name announced this morning in a video narrated by Tom Hanks.
11: This is the city we love. And the game we believe in. And together, we are all Cleveland Guardians.
7: The Cleveland connection there? There are statues called the Guardians of Traffic on the bridge near the ballpark. The team's been called the Indians since 1915. A superbug outbreak reported at a nursing home in Washington, D.C. and two hospitals near Dallas, Texas.
1: A handful of patients had invasive fungal infections that appear to be drug-resistant. The fungus
5: Candida auris, which isn't new, is a harmful form of yeast considered most dangerous to
1: hospital and nursing home patients who have serious medical problems. And that spread on contact, hand-washing is considered key to preventing the spread of Candida auris.
7: Fox's Jeff Manasso, America's listening to Fox News.
20: You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com.
17: Republicans in the Senate are being forced to play defense on things like the infrastructure package, according to Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith. She says
9: Democrats want to keep spending
17: with no way to pay for it. We
9: want to get a genuine infrastructure plan and uh, you know, just trying to get some numbers to work the budget off of. Thank goodness right now we can still have the filibuster that that's going to be the basis of our success. We just hope that we can continue to have that.
17: The former mayor of Moss Point will
22: spend more than two years in prison after pleading guilty to fraud. Mario King was sentenced to 30 months in prison while his wife Natasha received a three-year probation term after the couple used funds that were raised under the guise of the 2019 Mayor's Gala for personal gain. The couple solicited donations for the event while promising that they would be used to support organizations that were making a difference for the mental health community. I'm Kelly Bennett.
17: There's a clear difference between the vaccinated and unvaccinated if someone contracts COVID. That's according to Dr. Nicholas Conger, an infectious disease physician at Gulfport Memorial. The
12: vaccinated people had stories like, well, I had a little bit of a sniffle and I didn't feel that great. So I decided to get tested just out of safety. And so they looked pretty well, almost well enough to where they really didn't even need the infusion. Whereas the unvaccinated people were gasping for air. You could tell that they were sweaty. They didn't look good. They were sick.
17: And with the Neshoba County Fair getting underway and a surge in COVID cases, and hospitalizations, Dr. Dan Edney is encouraging everyone to think safety first, especially if you're over 65.
13: How to be fully safe in an environment like that, I I don't know that you can, but the mitigating tools that we have that Dr. Dobbs has said need to be fully employed for situations like this. I think it's going to be true for football season. It's around the corner. Delta is still very active. Be vaccinated, wear your mask, distance as best you can, stay open air as much as you can.
25: I'm
17: Kelly Bennett.
8: Water Spirits presents the Twilight Concert Series The Renaissance Friday, July 30th with The Revivalists. The The Revivalists with Dumpster Funk. Epic funk brass band.
6: Get tickets now at twilightms.com.
8: TwilightMS.com.
6: The revivalists are coming July 30th.
8: Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Art and Land. This is Ben
14: Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
24: And now the moment you've all
0: been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk. For real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
4: Thank you so much for joining us on the JT show, Super Talk Mississippi. You got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this
3: Friday, y'all.
4: Joining us now in the studio, our good friend, the senator from Mississippi District 5. That includes Itawamba, Prentice, and Tishamingo Counties. He's the vice chairman of the Senate Corrections Committee. Daniel Sparks, uh, good morning, Senator. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Good to be with you, and happy anniversary. Oh, appreciate Bye. that. Thank you. And, and more text rolling in. I uh, appreciate that, folks. Uh, uh, totally blessed. No question about it. With uh, a fantastic wife and uh, an enduring and uh, just great marriage, so very, very blessed in that uh, respect. I thank uh, my lucky stars and the good Lord every day for that. Absolutely, for that blessing. All right, so uh, it's kind of a a dead period, I guess, right now. You guys aren't in session. That last time, this uh, last year, this time you're in session, right? That's right. It's it's the first dead period we've ever had. I spoke with. Uh, uh
26: for freshmen. yes It's it's the end of year two in the first term. And uh you get elected in November and you go to Jackson in January, so you don't really have that prep time to sit down with your mayor, supervisors, uh, et cetera, businesses and industries. And then last year we were in session, you know, on and off pretty much through October. So uh, you know, this week for it to be the slow time, it's slow time for, you know, legislation or certain things, but there's a lot of activity going on. We I had a good week. um, New Way Trucks in Boonville announced a uh, 120-job expansion. This is a company that came in out of the Midwest. They build... um the uh, garbage trucks, side, rear, and uh, front-load garbage trucks, and they came to Boonville, Mississippi, 100 jobs and a multimillion-dollar investment in 19. Wow. And now they've announced basically doubling their workforce, so that was great. I had um, members of the port committee in the Senate, uh, the Chairman Moran and, and uh, Vice Chairman Mike Thompson, came all the way to Tishomingo County yep. uh, to Yellow Creek Port, and they toured the ports, went down to 10-time yesterday, visiting the different ports. Uh, a lot of people in the state, you know, they're familiar with the Mississippi River, but they're not familiar that there is a water transportation route to the Gulf of Mexico that comes out of the East Coast that flows through the 10 Tom through eastern yeah. uh, Mississippi and western Alabama. So, so that's good. So, we, you know, we had a lot of opportunity. We see growth uh, opportunity that's there and businesses and all across the state, you know, the same issue. It's, it's uh, labor. Yeah, uh, that is needed.
4: Yeah, so are you in touch with? Uh, and I know you are. You're very engaged with your constituents and, and in your district. Uh, what are you hearing from some of the business folks there with respect to uh, getting uh, filling those labor needs? Uh, it's a challenge and of course in our
26: rural parts of the state a lot of the tax revenues were good uh, better increased in the yeah. last year simply because uh, people did not travel and they were at home and they were shopping locally buying locally and and that has actually helped some of our local merchants that people have recognized uh, that you know that those local merchants the important and vital roles they play, uh, but, but from a labor standpoint, as you well know, all the money that has been pressed down to the state of Mississippi and across the country uh, has caused and continues to lead toward inflation, which cost of labor is another one of those inflationary factors. And people have to understand that's going to be passed along in prices. So your hourly rate goes up, and the price of goods you buy goes up. Yeah. Your buying power stays the same or becomes less. And that's, that's one of the biggest concerns right now as we kind of go forward
4: toward the new year. And a uh, great article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday about how companies are, are starting to change their, their measurements to the quantities in various products. As a way to keep prices fairly level, or or m- maybe uh, increase just slightly, but they're cutting back on, and, and, it, and it's kind of it, it's kind of masked in the in the sense that you really got to pay attention. Like the uh, Mars M and M's company said, when you buy the bags of the of the small quantities, uh, little bite-sized packages of M&Ms, that they may uh, ship that with uh, one less package in it. You wouldn't notice that, but in in an effort to try to trim the costs and absorb those costs and uh, make it to some extent invisible to the consumer, and you you really can't blame these companies for that. They're not breaking any laws by doing so. They disclose the weight and so forth, but most people don't check that kind of stuff. But uh, This is disturbing. And what's more disturbing, Senators, at the Biden administration, a little bit on the national scene there, just refuses to accept that maybe they had some hand in that with all this helicopter money flowing well, out.
26: I don't know if they refuse to accept or refuse to understand, because <laughs> okay. if you've spent your Fair lifetime enough. in government, I smiled when you mentioned the uh, the grocery example, because for seven years I was in the grocery business, and okay. I remember watching... Tied washing powder in the box, and the powder, go from a 44 use to a 42 use okay. to a 40 use there in seven go. years I was in the business because Procter & Gamble has shareholders. Yep. And so they did that, just as you said, they're masking a price increase because they're holding the price steady, but you're getting less quantity. Yep. In the labor market, you're now getting more dollars per hour, but it buys less, and they will not grasp it, will not understand it, will not appreciate it, and it is why we repeatedly say, as conservatives, would the government please get out of the business market, because right now our businesses are having to compete with the government for labor. Now, if it's a tight labor market and wages are going up, which they were under the Trump administration, that's a good thing for people now. Then you have pro-immigration people who say, oh, no, let's keep labor forces down. Well, that's the same people now who are interfering in the market. And, so. the,
4: and the Biden administration is is trumpeting the fact that you called out, as I have many times, you, you're now, as a, as a business owner uh, or, or one who's seeking labor, you're not only competing with your traditional competitors, you're competing with the government. And the Biden administration is actually touting that, saying, look, we're forcing these companies to pay more, and this is from someone, as you indicated, is a career bureaucrat, has never signed the front of a check, really doesn't understand just how hard it is to make ends meet, and I know in the grocery business, notoriously low margins, and you've got to be incredibly cost-conscious just to eke out what is really a fairly low Uh, profit margin, net profit margin, relative to the spectrum of industries.
26: And when you pay someone for labor, the expectation is there is output. Right. And when the government is paying labor uh, or competing with labor, there is no output except for the monies they're spending that generates output for some business who can't find enough employees to produce the product that they need.
4: Right. Wealth is created by productivity. Correct and And when there's just money going out and there's nothing in return for that, that's no productivity uh that actually decreases wealth and in this case, it's in the form of rising inflation. Let's pivot to the state here, so the uh I believe Senator High Bryan, right has been yes. conducting hearings with respect to the medical marijuana uh program and and seeking input from uh I guess his constituents and just the public at large right about what this ought to look like. Where do we stand now?
26: Uh, you know, Senator Bryan has made great efforts to to try to bring all parties to the table, as well as uh, Senator Blackwell, who has been involved in the drafting and crafting. Uh, of course, there's two houses of the legislature, and they, yep. they've got to come to some level of agreement. But I do think what they've done is is really uh, create a lot of questions that people were not asking. You know, you can go back and look, because I have people ask me from time to time, you know, why don't you support the will of the people? Well, first of all, look at the will of the people in Senate District 5. It's about a 50-50 vote vote. Hmm. So that was tough Hmm. uh, to say what's the will of the people there. Number two, you go back and look. I posted something right before the election in 2020 that were my questions related to 65. Um, And a lot of those questions are the ones that have been raised during these hearings. And it's the impact. We go right back. I'm going to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, going right back to the same issue. Our labor participation rate is 50th. I looked at something else that's on Senator Mike Lee, uh, United States Senate's website. Uh, we have bumped up, it's up to 56%. That's of people who are 16 years or older, who are able bodied, not incarcerated uh you know that we have the lowest labor participation rate. So that's one of my biggest concerns as we talk about this are people who would otherwise be working now are going to be facing drug testing or other issues, jobs they're not going to be able to fill. Uh, but from a hearing standpoint, the real dividing point needs to be medical uh versus recreational. And I think they got blended a lot. In 65 you have economic interest that people have, which is fine, Sure, you know, the same way in the guy in the grocery business has economic interest. But we have to – we have a duty, I think, as a legislature, as you vote on things, if you're saying this is for medical situations, that we um, listen to the medical experts and try to also understand the impact that it has on people medically, physically, et cetera. And then if you're looking at it from a recreational standpoint or non-medical or when you get to the fringes of the medical argument, what impact does that have on the job market? What impact does it have across the board? Uh, law enforcement. There's there's so many factors to, to be brought into play. Um, you know, the Senate passed um, – they passed legislation last year to try to put together a program and yeah. I think they'll continue to try to work to pass a program that's good for Mississippi. But we have so many other states to look at. We don't want to make errors that they have made. So there is a there is an opportunity for us to look at those other uh, programs and and hopefully pick the best uh, for the state of Mississippi and its people.
4: Can you hang around? We got a break right here. Yes, now. sir. Be honored It'd to. Be great. I want to uh, ask you about the 1.8 billion dollars of money coming our way from the American Rescue Plan. We'll be right back with Senator Daniel Sparks in the studio. Stay with us.
20: Gallo here for AC Experts, where William Overstreet's my go-to guy. Has been for a long time. Family owned, not a franchise. 28 years experience from maintenance to installation, new heating, geothermal systems, and repairs come with a full year warranty. You mention my name, you'll take $50 off servicing. William Overstreet's the AC Expert 769-237-Cool. Or email directly theacexperts at yahoo.com. And on Facebook at AC Experts. Or tweet or text me personally, I'll be glad to send you the contact. The AC Experts, highly recommended Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. can text the JT Show 601 879 4395. That's 601
0: 879 4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Joining us today on the JT show, Super Talk Mississippi. Give us a text at 601 879 4395. want to remind you that we've got some more tickets to give away later on in the program. And also, we're going to be at the Neshoba County Fair next week, broadcasting the show. That'll be uh, the Gallo Show, the JT show will be on Founders Square. That's where all the movers and the shakers are in Mississippi uh, politics. We'll be there next Wednesday and Thursday, twenty eighth and twenty ninth. Looking very forward to that. It's either going to be muddy or dusty, one one or the other. But we're going to have a good time, and I'm so glad we're back at it there in the show. But it's uh, it's a unique experience, and it, it's something that I think is a Mississippi treasure. I'm I'm looking forward to it.
26: it. It really is. I you know the first time I went, I had a friend invite me to the fair. Uh, when I was in college, and I was like the fair. Yeah, like, okay, you know, I, the fair to me was you know the Walmart parking lot, and they had Ferris <laughs> wheels. And I, I got there, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So yeah. it's, it's great. It's gonna
4: be cool. So all right, so the governor, back to this medical marijuana issue, which you got to believe is is going to be, uh, if not uh, taken up in a special session, is is going to be front and center uh, in a regular session. But the the Governor said no special session until he's confident that we got a deal. What do you think there? Well, uh, of course, I, I want to spend on the same page as much as we can.
26: I do not want to waste the resources of the state having a long, drawn-out special session. I personally would like to resolve in a special session because I don't want to be focused on this during the regular session. Uh, if we can go ahead and get something put together, but I mean, I support the fact that the governor does not want to have an extended special session, and I don't think anybody that's in responsible uh, conservative financial uh, yeah. position with with the government would do that. Mm-hmm. But we're they're working. I know they're working hard on it and trying to get there. So I um, I'm, I'm anxious as you are to see uh, if there comes a call.
4: Yeah. So this from a listener, Senator, this is Terry's upholstery. He says he just got back from a trip to Nevada, California, Colorado, and many of the states out west that have legalized marijuana. That would be for recreational use. We don't need that here. Please share my opinion with uh, Mr. Sparks and other legislators. There's so many reasons why we don't need it. One of many is the smell. It was everywhere. The places stink. Another is simple fact that it's a gateway drug for sure. Please tell them no matter what. I I, I hear the listener, and I, I don't care for it as well, just being kind of out in the open and everywhere. But I don't know that a law or not having a law changes that. I mean, my, my opinion has always been very steadfast that if people want to access this stuff, they want to put it in their body, there's a way to get to it. Um, and I, I'm not... I think this was going on in Colorado and California and Nevada before it was legalized. That's just the way it is. I would would argue that they're probably a little bit more open in some of uh, those states, uh, open with respect to use, than we are in, in this part of the country. I'm not sure this would be the result of it. It's certainly not intended to be with respect to medical marijuana. Recreational marijuana may be a different situation, but you could certainly get into all kinds of uh complex debate and controversial discussion about the merits or the risks of both medical and recreational and I think that's why we are where we are today to a great extent I think that's true and I and I'm not
26: in the medical field so you know I'm not going to act like I have that knowledge I, I would just love Agreed. to know uh, that the benefit that's out there, the people who are suffering, the people that who could benefit from this without question, the, the, the items that were talked about when they were selling this program, you know, be it cancer, be it seizures, epilepsy, yeah. uh, Parkinson's on down the line. I would love and I want to hear more from the medical community to say this is the derivative of THC that benefits them. Let's roll with that. Uh I haven't heard enough of that. I wish we could hear more about the patients because we forgot about the very people we claim this is
4: very fine. true. So. Very true and and perhaps some testimony from patients themselves. True. Uh maybe as well as part of that debate. All right, we got this uh we could beat up this topic interminably. I mean, it just until something happens, and even after that, we're probably still going to be discussing, and I certainly respect the fact that there are very strong feelings okay. on, on both sides of this argument, and uh, I hope and pray uh, that uh, you folks in the legislature take in all the information and uh, are, are guided. Uh, by principle and and make the right decisions, and that's what we elected folks for. And and I hope that uh, you and uh, all the other constituents uh, visit, if they feel so compelled to, with their representatives and ex- express uh, their their concerns. I, I know you're a very involved and and very visible uh, member of the Senate with respect to your constituents, as you indicated. It it polls half and half in your district. It's a tough one for you it in is. that respect. Uh, so, but this is going to uh, continue this is a protracted debate as uh, for it sure is. all right one point eight billion dollars is coming down as part of the American rescue plan uh, honestly, uh, Senator, I personally believe that uh, uh, that was the whole plan was unnecessary that the economy was was poised to recover. It was already uh, starting to show signs of that uh, this just dumping all this money all over the place. I think just exacerbated our economic situation with respect to uh, dramatic price increases, labor shortages, that was part of the American Rescue Plan and so forth with the augmented unemployment benefits. But we got $1.8 billion coming down, and you know, hasn't been a lot of talk about that. I've heard the Lieutenant Governor say we need to invest that in in, in enduring um, projects uh, and so forth. What, what are you hearing out there? Yeah, there's
26: a couple of things. Real quickly on the national level, obviously this money went out to each of the states uh, in varying degrees, and and I firmly believe in, in blue states, you'll see the money spent for blue ideas. And I don't think that's good for America, I don't think it's good for those states, but I don't represent those states. Yeah. Uh, in the state of Mississippi, uh, you know, we get a chance to have $1.8 billion, not million, billion Bill, dollars that's right. that has been pressed down, uh, all the factors you've talked about, but we've got Got to be stewards of that, we didn't ask for it. Uh, some people would say we didn't need it, just as you've said. I think we we shouldn't have jumped on it like we did. Uh, not the state of Mississippi, but the federal government. Yep. And so now we have it. Can we be transformational with it? Uh, will we be a good steward of it? Now, not only do we have 1.8 billion we have 900 million that flowed directly to counties and cities so right. we have 2.7 billion to spend total uh, not not only that we had 1.05 billion, 1 billion just to fuzz over in revenues above and beyond projections those numbers came out last week yep. so now we have that money you just saw you were very involved with the lottery process yep. you know we had 100 and uh 38 million i yep. believe was the final number so we had 80 million that went to dot and we have 38 million um, those monies need to be spent. Uh, Fifty-eight million, rather, just going yeah. to the Education educational fund. funds. Yeah, so most
4: they've ever had. I that, think that's right.
26: And 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 now here's one thing I'm going to say: all these pots of money. We need to be good stewards of it, and I think that we need to look and see. When someone in education says, we need this, we need to know, what did you do with your ESSER money? What did you do with your American Recovery Act money? What did you do with your CARES Act money? And people are doing some great things. They're doing some things they really need to do. But some people are going to be tempted to do some things that are self-gratification. They get their name put on a building, or they get, you know, somebody praises them, pats them on the back, but it's one time money. We have to treat it as that. So, one of the things I appreciate that the lieutenant governor has done, and this is kind of the way I see it the counties and local governments, the municipalities, I believe in local rule. So, they can do what they choose to in a municipality or a county. But the state has twice as much money as went down to the cities and counties. The lieutenant governor has encouraged, and I've encouraged people, go do great projects. Put together a proposal, a package. Go to your legislator. Go to your representative, your senator, and say, here's what we want to do. Here's how it lays out. Here's how it impacts our community. Here's how it pushes us forward generationally. Here's how it transforms us so our children and grandchildren are more likely to stay in Mississippi and stay in this community. And then maybe the legislature can add a dollar for dollar, or two dollars for one dollar. And I think the legislature will do that when that's the process, and we pump the brakes, and we take our time, and we do the right thing. If you want to go, just spend money in a poor manner, I don't think you're going to get support. You obviously can also look at match money for federal programs, whether it is USA, you know USDA, ARC. Mississippi Development Authority, there is such opportunity, but they have a choice. And, Gerard, that's what we believe in. Yeah. We believe in freedom of choice. But I'm going to say if you choose to go a bad stewardship route, you're going to short the impact and the money that your people are going to receive.
4: Yeah. And that's so – I don't know. It's just any time you got a big chunk of money like that, there's just always, uh, again, some contention that's got to be managed, and we just hope we can do that. Can you hang around? I got a Absolutely. Couple of, yeah, yes, sir. we got Senator Daniel Sparks in the studio on the JT Show. We'll be right back.
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers, partly cloudy, low around 74. A slight chance of rain on Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 94. And for your Sunday, a 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 93. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Half off half the
13: store this Thursday and Friday only. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering half off half the store with savings from 10 to 39% on the other half. Rings, pendants, earrings, even bracelets are included in this first ever event. Don't miss the half off savings on half the store this Thursday and Friday only, July 22nd and 23rd at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street across from Merigo in Flowood.
18: This is Anitra over at MacB's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy Blue Plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday, we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday, we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday, we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday, we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday, we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms spring sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken strips.
8: McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the
1: perfect spot for any size party, too.
6: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Callaway has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmers market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway has farm fresh produce 7 days a week. Callaway has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Period. We offer bulk soils. For the do-it-yourself project, Callaways offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaways in Gladstatt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown. Callaways
25: is Callaways is
9: everything for home and garden.
17: That's what Callaways is. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Republicans in the Senate are being forced to play defense on things like the infrastructure package, according to Senator Cindy Hyde Smith.
9: She says Democrats want to keep spending with no way to pay for it. We want to get a genuine infrastructure plan, and, uh, you know, just trying to get some numbers to work the budget off of. Thank goodness right now we can still have the filibuster that that's going to be the basis of our success. We just hope that we can continue to have that.
17: The former mayor of Moss Point
22: will spend more than two years in prison after pleading guilty to fraud. Mario King was sentenced to 30 months in prison while his wife, Natasha, received a three-year probation term after the couple used funds that were raised under the guise of the 2019 Mayor's Gala for personal gain. The couple solicited donations for the event while promising that they would be used to support organizations that were making a difference for the mental health community.
10: I'm Kelly Bennett. solutions.
0: Now, now, back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
7: G- great news, everybody.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi.
25: Mississippi.
0: <laughs>
4: Skionard hard. <laughs> bumping us into this segment here on the JT show. Our guest in the studio, Senator representing District 5 up there in Appalachia, that'd be Senator Daniel Sparks, a good friend of the program. So, Senator, we're talking about this $1.8 billion coming our way. Honestly, I wish and I suspect that there are many even in our, our legislature that wish they wouldn't have showered us with this money because it is what's contributing to many of the other economic problems that are causing your constituents for example who are who are business people to not be able to get the labor they need to operate their business, it's it's uh, causing rampant inflation. Folks don't like going to the uh, to the gas station and, and paying this near four bucks a gallon for gas and all sorts of other long term problems that this is causing. Uh, I I really wish they wouldn't have passed it, but now we got 1.8 billion coming. We know the first round we got in the CARES Act, that was a controversial matter between our governor and our speaker and our, and our uh, lieutenant governor. Uh, not sure how this is going to play out. Um, we talked about the lieutenant governor is interested in, in investing in the long term, and you talked about some, some uh, other possibilities as well. I'm just going to go on the record right now, as, as uh, you're not my senator, but, and I have shared this with my senator, the great Walter Michelle, the good friend. Um, I would like to see, if we're going to take this $1.8 billion, I would like to see a large chunk of that issued in the form of rebates, tax rebates to the taxpayers, cash payments based on the average uh, pro-rata share of their last three years' state tax returns. So folks may say, well, you're sending money back out to the people. That's going to cause them not to work. No, this would be going to the people who pay taxes that are working, that are that are likely to reinvest that and spend that and boost our economy uh, in a way. Now, you may say, well, that's just short-term one time. But to a great extent, uh, that, that uh, investment could have long-term positive consequences as well. But more importantly, it's the taxpayers who sent that money to start with. Just an idea. Just wanted to throw that out on the table. I ain't going to hold my breath on that one because I know how government works and government thinks about, well, let's go buy some of this and some of that and invest in this and that. That's fine. Just an idea. Folks may disagree with me. That's me. As as, This is Gerard Gibbert, the taxpayer, the citizen of the state of Mississippi, resident of Madison County. Where do you see all this shaking out?
26: (laughs) And I think a lot of people would agree with you, Gerard. Uh, The the big thing, and I go back to what I said earlier in the in the lieutenant governor he, he came up uh, to Corinth and he met with four counties, board of supervisors, et cetera. I want that to be the mantra, and I want our constituents across the state, not just in my district to to be patient with us and and to support spending this money wisely because it is going to be transformational and it's something that we're feeling an impact that's going to be a negative impact yeah. To inflation yeah uh so I want to see us do that um the you know one of the takeaways is how when the federal government state government and local government works together uh... it's a beautiful thing yeah but often it's a lot of red tape you know i, I told you we were on the ten tom there's projects we try to do and we were told well, the Corps of engineers says you have to do this impact <laughs> study and this has to happen i want people to understand and i think a lot of people do and your listeners do when the federal government gives you something there's a string attached to it, yeah. and, and so it now begins to govern your behavior. When you take the unemployment, and I appreciate Governor Reeves cutting off the enhanced unemployment Agreed. benefits, uh, but when you take that money, your dependence then becomes not on your own ingenuity, not on your own labor, not on your own output. It becomes government. And, and we've turned charity over to government. We yeah. wonder why people worship at the altar of government. It's because we've allowed them to supersede us. We've allowed them to do that. So we want to do things that are going to allow people to be homeowners, that allow people to have good water and sewer, that allow people to have a good community, schools, et cetera, those things that drive growth. But – as we work together, and I'm going to give a brief example. Mike Thompson and I went together uh, to, to to Yellow Creek, and and unfortunately or fortunately, uh, we're right behind a wreck. Rock truck pulls out. Car pulls out in front of the rock truck. Pretty serious collision. I pull in, jump out of the vehicle, run over, try to render some aid and assistance. Uh, Mike comes across the street, uh, pull the fire extinguisher. We had a fire started fire extinguisher. And all of this is happening in real time. I'm not medically trained, but I'm trying to do what I can, help some of the people get out of the car, there's injuries. Here comes a truck rolling in, door flies open. Of course, I'd call 911. Here comes a guy probably in his 50s uh, sprinting across in his shorts and T-shirt. Another guy comes in behind him. They've got the portable jaws of life, and they open this door, I mean, three minutes. they It's amazing what they did. That's our volunteer fire department. Wow. You want to talk about people we need to help and look and say, what can we do? In rural Mississippi, we're served by volunteers. You're right. Those volunteer fire departments, you talk about the cost of a set of turnouts, what you put on to go into that fire, $2,500. Miss Wind Radio Systems, that's some of the things I want to see. And maybe the state sets this up in a certain degree as a grant program that we know we're really benefiting. But I looked at Senator Thompson. We got back in the truck and headed north. I said – That's why you see me fight so hard for money for rural fire departments, because that's what these people do. And that's what we need more of in this country and in this state. And we have it. You look left and right and you see people who are willing to serve. We need to get the government out of their way so that they can the business people can grow yes they can you know practice innovation but employees our, our product manufacturing i was able to tour them to several places what what we make in that area the tiffin motorhomes that we make other products that we make that that you're so proud of your workmanship government checks cannot give you that fulfillment that you have by being a creator it should being a producer and it's not supposed to right. but we're we're hopeful that When people come to us, and these are elected officials too, municipal leaders, county leaders, that they say, we believe this is a project that merits additional help from the state, it can be a wonderful partnership. But that's what I think we have to do, all the impact of the money that's coming. I agree with you on all those things, but it's here with us, and our job is to be a good steward. Yeah,
4: I I agree. And it's just, again, I find it unfortunate that the thing went through, and I I don't think it got a single Republican vote uh, up in Washington. I believe that's the case. And now we got another uh, gigantic infrastructure bill that is is scheduled to come our way, and the president's run around the country stomping for that. And the more I dig into that, the more you see this ain't got nothing to do with infrastructure. Uh, and then a huge budget bill, six trillion dollar budget bill, which is is thirty uh, percent more than thirty percent increase from what it was in in Trump's last year. And in, in one of the concerns I have, Senator, is that the, the bigger the federal government uh, monolith gets and in the form of these giant spending initiatives and, and massive programs, now we're here in the, in the infrastructure bill is, is a plan to hire this uh, huge army of so-called cli- climate corps. And, uh, and just a, a massive amount of people, all union jobs, of course, highly paid by the federal government to to participate in uh, the transition to the green economy. That that was uh, that's in the infrastructure bill. But I guess to make my point. The concern I have is that it just squeezes out the state government and it squeezes out state and local decision making and power because so much is just occurring at the federal level. It's like voting rights, which essentially, HR 1S1, 1, 1, which essentially federalizes the election process, essentially diluting, if not completely uh, eliminating the uh the uh the state level uh uh authority on that and administration on that. It's just just bigger federal, less state. I think our state government should be concerned about that, I guess is the point yeah, I'm making.
26: And and coming from Mississippi who receives as much federal match dollars yeah. as anybody, it's probably the biggest challenge. If you look, where do we spend our money? Uh roads and bridges, you know, yeah. uh, M D O T, look forward to working with Brad White. I'm yeah. excited about that. Uh mm-hmm. Healthcare, Medicaid. Yep. Uh, Drew Schneider, I think, is doing a great job. we got to continue to focus on what we need to focus on over there. And education. education. And, th- and those are the three big items that have the federal dollars that are intertwined with it, whether they're providing them or they're re- you know, returning them to us through fuel tax, et cetera. But those are the three biggies. Everything else kind of pales in comparison to those amounts of money. But the big key is... We got a fifty-six percent labor participation rate. You 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 can ask me any question, whether it's from medical marijuana to the Recovery Act money to unemployment benefits. If we can raise our labor participation rate in the state of Mississippi, we have great businesses coming here, you know, Milwaukee too, just like I mentioned, UA trucks coming in growing. We have jobs. We have available careers not just jobs we have careers that are out there for people the opportunity to have a retirement to have health care and all these things that's not something i want them to be given i want them to go work there that's that trade that we make that that honorable trade that you work with your hands that you go forward and you create you were a creator sure You were innovative, and you had a business, and you took risk, and you reaped those rewards. And we want people, you want your next generation and next generation to have
4: that without the over-entanglement of government. If you don't have to go, hang around. Let's talk about what's going to happen in 2022. Absolutely. your insight on that. Senator Daniel Sparks, our guest in the studio. Stay with us, folks.
1: Make a donation and help change your life today. Integrity, honesty, contractor pricing, and statewide delivery. That's why contractors count on Prassel Lumber Company in Ridgeland. The whole staff at Prassel Lumber have years and years of building industry knowledge, so you get your questions answered right the first time. They can supply all your job needs, large or small, from structural and framing to plumbing, all the way to finishing. Remember, if we don't stock it, we'll special order it for you. Come by Prassel Lumber on Highway 51 in Ridgeland today. And be sure and like us on Facebook. That's Prasso Lumber.
14: Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts. Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter. 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name and a winkle and trebles down the drain
11: Roto-Rooter
25: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events but thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men In A Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomininatruck.com for a free no-obligation estimate.
5: This is a Midday Agri-Market Report for the Mississippi Network. I'm Bob Sullender. The Senate Judiciary Committee this week held a hearing on how immigration issues affect agriculture. The attention was on the Farm Workforce Modernization Act with the use of H-2A visas, one of the key areas for U.S. ag companies when it comes to bringing in immigrant workers. Under the FWMA, there would be a five-year visa program to undocumented farm workers who meet specific eligibility requirements, but they would also be provided a pathway to permanent legal status. And that became one of the key issues that Republican lawmakers focused on in the session. Senator Lindsey Graham, the Republican from South Carolina, said extending citizenship to even one worker under the farm work bill would result in a run on the border. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack told lawmakers that they needed to support the FWMA. The bill, he said, marked a very delicate compromise, which was approved by the House earlier this year. Vilsack also countered with farm workers would only be qualified for citizenship when they had been in the country for a while. For the Mississippi Network, I'm Bob Sullender.
10: To Good Things with Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
14: Worked all week, got it all done. Let's make the Tennessee River.
4: Time is right. Let's get together down where the catfish bite. The Welcome back everyone to JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Senator Daniel Sparks. Our guest in the studio. Senator, we've got a note here from a uh, a listener. Two five six, where's that, Rhino? That'd be
26: Franklin County, Alabama, just cross the line Red I, Bay.
4: There you go. Uh said uh Senator Sparks went out of his way to try and help a nobody like me during the COVID problem. Answered an email from me in just a matter of minutes. Never heard from the others I asked for help. He was willing to help. Sparks for governor soon. There you go. Well.
26: Thank you much. I, you know, it's, it's an opportunity, and it's a pleasure to serve people in your home area. And, and, and I, you know, I hear people that say, hey, I don't agree with you on this or that, but it, it is nice to do that. I had somebody call me uh, about a week and a half ago who had a legitimate issue, business-driven issue, and they said, you're, I know you're busy. I'm so sorry to bother you. I said, sir, I remember walking into your business and asking for your time. To talk to you and to beg you and ask you to support me to vote for me. I said, don't you ever, you know, yeah. not call me when you need help. So I, I won't be able to do that. I'm proud to hear that. And by the way, Rhino, great, fine, A little Daryl Worley music <laughs> singing about
4: that Yellow Creek waterfall. Uh, it's that's, that's good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, me. So another listener says, enjoying the show. One example I know of is a restaurant in in, uh, Corinth had a small fire three weeks ago. They're still fighting red tape to get it back open. I'm feeling the punch because my wife works there and we just purchased a home. Man, I'm sorry to hear that and sure do hope that works out. But. I think we all, of course, get frustrated with the, the bureaucratic red tape that, that government uh, sort of blocks our way with, and you're in agreement with that as well. So we, we have a, a senator in the studio that uh, constantly seeks to break through a lot of that red tape. Secretary of State Watson, I think, with his uh, his cut-the-tape program, his uh, uh, he's a champion for that as well, as are, are many. But. Uh, Appreciate that message and so sorry to hear about the fire and hope that works out and that uh, you get the relief you need to get back uh, going there. Uh, We don't like to see any sort of situation with respect to a business in particular. I I know that's just devastating. Uh, But we got the 2022 session. It'll be here before you know it, as they say. What what do you see as some of the big matters that are on the table legislatively? And one thing we had talked about, Senator, is the ballot initiative process that's got to be addressed. Yeah, I
26: think that you'll obviously, uh, we've talked a lot about the money. Uh, that we're going to have to ex- decide how we're going to proceed. We, we've talked about the medical marijuana. Uh, the initiative process will be addressed. I think there's probably some creativity uh, that needs to be there. The people need a right to to have redress, I guess, or to or to push something that they believe as a whole that, that's not being done by their government. So I think we will see a solution. there. I think there's going to be a lot of good dialogue and debate as it relates to that. Um, the, I guess, continuation, because you have to think, you know, what are the hot fires, and and sometimes when you have a federal lawsuit or you have a pending federal lawsuit, those fires are still hot and out there. I think the mental health discussion is still there. CPS is still there, uh, looking to see where DHS is and the good work that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but, but recovering from some of these problematic situations that we've had where people have misappropriated, misused, and and have, have done things they shouldn't have done. Uh, carries you right over to corrections. We had a hearing yesterday, Judd B., and uh, – corrections and of course Commissioner Kane has about a year and a half under his belt now and, and uh the reentry was a big discussion yesterday goes back to labor participation. We have a lot of people that are incarcerated in this state, uh people that are not safe to be back into society. Uh, are going to be in jail the majority of people are going to be released at some point though and the parole board has guidelines and, and and a role in that but one of the big things we need to do is recognize that some of the people are there uh... because of bad decisions they made but their environment that they grew up in was so bad that it's not shocking that they ended up with that result and what did we do while we had them in the custody of the Department of Corrections to try to change that behavior? Of benefit so uh, the reentry uh, part of this, helping people to be ready to be gainfully employed, and the challenge goes out, and and I think will be answered by our large employers across this state, uh, particularly who need labor to say, will you work with us? Will you help us in a situation where when someone comes out that we look at a transitional housing situation? You know, would an employer, a large employer, an Ingalls, an Ashley, a cross you know cross the line the Milwaukee tool in expansions would you be willing to work with us in a transitional program uh, to where we have housing and opportunity, and people go to work with a job or a skill you train them and you work with them to help pay their fines, help support their families, integrate them back into the communities. So I think all of those things will be before us, and uh, there'll always be something that pops up, and you know, having only been there two sessions, yeah. uh, it seems like there's something you don't expect that, that always. comes up all the time It takes a lot
4: of air. Appreciate you coming in. I did want to leave you with this thought. I'm, I'm so pleased to hear you, you focus, and you've talked about it every time you've been on the air, the labor participation rate, because as you know, we're 50th in terms of household income and per capita income, and that's to a great extent because our labor participation rate is low. So if we can, I, I hope we focus on that as a government. I, I, I believe those are key metrics for our success in the state. Appreciate you coming on, it Senator. Is. Thank you for having me, Gerard. You bet. Senator Daniel Sparks has been our guest. We'll take a break. we got Super Talk News, Fox News. we got some tickets to give away. And Stephen Gagliano is on the show at 1220. We'll be right back.
10: news. I'm Lillian Wu. As COVID cases spike, health experts are mulling over a recommendation some people would benefit from a booster shot of COVID vaccine. Meanwhile, the White House says there's no new move to renew mask mandates.
12: Rather than changing mask guidance nationwide, they're deferring to state and local governments to adopt policies that make sense for what's going on where they are. Fox's Jonathan Sari with examples. Three San Francisco Bay Area counties are urging private employers To require workers to be fully vaccinated. Los Angeles County is requiring residents to resume wearing masks indoors, regardless of whether they've been vaccinated.
10: At the funeral of Haitian President Jovenel Moise, there are reports of shots fired and crowd control gas used on protesters, and the Dow is trading in record territory. America's listening to Fox News.
8: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security. 601-898-3105. Call today.
12: Mommy, you know how you told me never to keep secrets?
17: Yes, baby, why? I think you're keeping. What? I think you think Daddy has no business
10: using tools around the house. Oh, that's not a secret. He knows. That's why I encourage him to shop at Ace Bolton Screw. They help your daddy with the tools and fasteners he needs, and they give him great advice about his projects.
12: Then why are you always on him about getting stuff finished? Well, there's only so much the
17: guys at Ace Bolton Screw can do for your daddy. He sure is good at buying ice cream, though. And tools.
23: Ace Bolton Screw, Jackson and Gluckstadt.
5: Gulf Seafood Outlet.
23: Fresh Gulf Shrimp.
5: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601 790 9407. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super
17: Talk Mississippi News. The Attorney General, Lynn Fitch, has filed her brief ahead of the Supreme Court's review in a case that could overturn Roe v. Wade.
25: As Mississippi's Chief Legal Officer, I am committed to upholding the rule of law, including defending the constitutionality of this statute. Mississippi Legislature enacted this law consistent with the will of the people to promote women's health and preserve the dignity and sanctity of life.
17: The law, passed by the Legislature in 2018, would ban abortions in Mississippi after 15 weeks. State leaders have been encouraging local municipalities to start planning infrastructure improvements that can be paid for with money from the American Rescue Plan. Pascagoula is allocating more than $2 million of that money to make waterline improvements in areas where they experience a lot of issues. That project could take up to three years to complete. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm.
24: I'm Kelly Bennett.
17: yeah. The way the National Guard was utilized during the pandemic is nothing short of historic, but Lieutenant Colonel Jeremy Parker says it was an interagency response.
6: It was the National Guard with the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency and then with the Mississippi State Department of Health as the lead agency.
17: The Guard administered over 765,000 doses of vaccine and delivered over 58 million medical and non-medical pieces of PPE during their mission, which wrapped up July 15th. The continued flooding in the South Delta region of Mississippi is a serious case of environmental injustice. That's according to Senator Roger
13: Wicker. The 2019 backwater flood resulted in residents spending on average more than $42,000 in out-of-pocket expenses. Can you imagine? People were forced to build levees around their property.
17: The Yazoo backwater pumps haven't been completed despite the support and approval of local stakeholders, the Army Corps of Engineers, and environmental groups.
25: I'm Kelly Bennett. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. My office is leading a statewide initiative to provide you with the tools to recognize human trafficking. If you suspect human trafficking, report it to the national hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or text 233-733. For more information on how to spot the signs and where to report them, go to attorneygenerallenfitch.com. Be aware, be prepared, and be the solution.
7: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Who are you?
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
4: Back everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino on this for Friday, y'all. Don't forget, we got Stephen Gogliano, news director here at Super Talk News. He'll be in the studio at twelve twenty. We got a giveaway coming up, and uh, for some more tickets. So. Uh, Jerry in Waynesboro says marijuana has been around for centuries, but we don't know its long-term effects. But a vaccine has been around less than a year with known adverse side effects. But let's make sure we all get the jab. don't really think that's a a, a valid comparison, in in my view. And look, this whole vaccination thing, folks just line up on two different sides of that matter. I, I don't know... What could be done to persuade the unvaccinated to vaccinate? I'm not sure that you could persuade those who have been vaccinated, uh, too many of them, that they made a mistake. There are adverse in side effects with almost every drug. Uh, I know aspirin would put me in the hospital. I, I experienced that as a youngster and and learned I am allergic to aspirin can't take it. Fortunately, Tylenol and analgesics as a substitute were invented and I'm uh, that works fine. So, I mean just to go down the list of folks, I had an employee a few years ago that was uh, a melanoma patient. Melanoma is a uh, really a, a terrible cancer and he had it he was in his 60s, had uh, multiple surgeries, it had metastasized, he was in I had multiple surgeries at MD Anderson. The folks here because of the complexities of his case, the, the medical community recommended he go there, and there was a new drug that was introduced, it was out of clinical trials, had not been along for a long time, And it was recommended that he take that drug as a treatment, and he traveled uh, once a quarter to MD Anderson, where it was administered, and would have to stay over there for a week. It was like $35,000 per treatment, very, very expensive, but it kept him alive for about three years. Otherwise, they pretty much said, you got up at six months. So, and it made him very sick, you know, every time he took the drug, but it kept him alive, and he did recover. But I, I'm just making a point that I, there are a lot of reasons, I guess, that folks have for not uh, taking this particular vaccine, or any drug for that matter. Uh, and, and I'm not sure how folks that are not vaccinated can get comfortable with it if, if they are trying to get comfortable. I think most people that are unvaccinated are dug in, they just ain't changing their mind. That's my I'm opinion.
3: glad I wasn't the only person that thought of this on the ceasefire text line from the 601 about the long-term effects of marijuana. <laughs> we know
4: the long-term effects. <laughs> Willie <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> I used to be, and I think i would said this before, I was a, like a charter investor of a company on which Willie was on the board, by the way. It was biofuels, the, the biofuels era. You remember that, about 14, 15 years ago? I uh, didn't do well on that investment, by the way. It kind of flopped, but it was uh, branded BioWilly. <laughs> Did not do very well, but he was uh, Morgan Freeman, also on the board, by the way, of that company. Tried to make it happen. By old Willie, I know. Thomas and Greenwood just said, Yeah, I'm telling you, I was on I was not on the board, but I was a charter investor and knew the president and the board members very well. So the only side effects I know of marijuana are the munchies, says Stanley <laughs> Lafayette. There Louisiana. have been
3: some studies about long term side effects, such as if you introduce marijuana at an early age, the development of the the brain is lessened. Yeah, because of the adolescent brain and the effects, but then there have been long-term studies of terminal patients who've been prescribed it for various treatments for cancer or cancer treatment. And uh, that's right. Ten, fifteen. 20. I mean, there are still people on the original list from the seventies when they first tried it.
4: You're right, and and the the... people get the big
3: film canister of pre-rolled marijuana
4: cigarettes, huh? Well, it's just a, it's a debate, I think, that's just going to rage on much as the vaccination debate is. And uh, our position is we don't support mandatory forced vaccinations. Rhino and I have both been vaccinated. Say it again. We encourage it. We believe it's your personal choice. You're not going to succeed in convincing us we made the wrong decision. We're not even going to try to persuade you to, to make a decision to vaccinate. Uh, we would encourage you, however, to, as we've said before, to have that conversation with your physician, someone you trust in that respect, and, if, uh, and just take that for what it's worth. Consume that information and and make a uh, an informed and rational decision. I, I I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I think that the more that uh, politicians and public health officials and the like uh, attempt to encourage and promote, I, I think the more dug in becomes the people that uh, the unvaccinated. I think it'd be best just to kind of leave it alone and encourage people as as I'm doing to. Have that private conversation, and make your mind up uh, independently, individually. By the way, we do have a uh, significant number of new cases uh, overnight, I think, from yesterday. We're we're back into that north of 1,000-a-day situation. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a trend, but Rhino, I think that's two days in a row, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah, that first number I've, I've kind of quit looking at as much. Yeah. The, the number of deaths is a little concerning, but it's still low in relativity to the, the number of cases. Deaths are, yeah. The number that I'm concerned most about is the long-term care facility outbreaks. It's yeah. back up to 62.
4: Yeah, and we'll see where that goes. I, I uh, had a conversation, played golf after the show yesterday. I know I've shared before that one of my close friends is a radiologist, and he's back in the mode of just pretty much full-time reading COVID cases, because uh, there's so many. And he informed me yesterday uh, about uh, a 16-year-old that is on a vent now in one of the hospitals that he serves. And you just hate to hear that um, sort of stuff. I don't want any, anybody to be sick, and uh, no matter what. So anyhow, make your own mind up, folks, is, is my position. Uh, there, there are some that have suggested, Rhino, that, that uh, management – has instructed us as to what to say here on the air. Rhino's laughing because it's just (laughs) absurd. No, they haven't, and honestly I don't know that there's an official published position here by the network uh, other than uh, supporting and encouraging as we are, but nothing beyond that, and I'm not going to shame or ridicule anybody that doesn't. That's just not Appropriate. It's not effective. It's certainly not our style. I would only ask in return that the the, uh, the same uh, courtesy. Simple as that. I, I think that's just the best way for our society to function and and uh, for us to to move through this. Hopefully, now I am very concerned about Washington talking about mask mandates, even the possibility of federal mandates. I think they're just barking up the wrong tree. And you're already seeing in some of the cities uh, around the country, the the larger cities in particular, Atlanta now, requiring masks for all the students um, below the age of 12. And Boston, Los Angeles, Chicago – parents are speaking up. I saw an interview yesterday from a parent, uh, may have been in Washington, D.C., and is speaking up and also announced that she's a Democrat. So, and and knowing that those who are making these rules are all Democrats, I think this is a problem, and it's a mistake. And I, I don't think there's any scientific evidence that would justify asking children between 2 and 12 to to mask up. I think that's insanity, honestly. So that's where we stand. We got, uh, let's see, we got Steven Gagliano coming up next. Rhino's got a giveaway. And Rhino's bumping us out. It's one of my favorite tunes, by the way. A lot of love, Nicolette Larson. Go check that video out. Her hair's about six feet long. (laughs) Great voice, though. We'll be right back.
16: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Xmart. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and & Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Xmart pricing and special Xmart financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days, that's five months before your first payment and still Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993.
15: At Green Home Solutions, we make air better
14: Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9pm here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm Wow! Well, I feel
24: good I, knew that I wouldn't
4: All I can think about is Eddie Murphy every time we play that. (laughs) The JT Show, back with you. We've got Stephen Gagliano, news director. Super Talk News is in the studio. All right, Stephen, the COVID cases are on the rise. We were just talking about that. What are you seeing here and there? Yeah, so they really are, and
22: trying to figure out where to start today, and with all of the news that is out there, unfortunately... We do have to start with COVID for what is now seemingly the millionth straight week and the millionth straight day. So, the numbers this morning actually back up to 1,300 new cases, which hmm. uh, is the highest it's since uh, since early February now, and and that kind of underscores the situation that we're in, unfortunately, right now. With you know, and I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over again, and I imagine that's how you know, different healthcare workers are feeling right now too, but it's a low vaccination rate. It's a variant that's more contagious, that's spreading throughout the state, and it's more people doing normal things. And I know everyone wants to pretend like it is, you know, the way it was before anyone knew what coronavirus or COVID-19 even was. And and trust me, I'm one of those people. But uh, unfortunately, th- this kind of rise in the numbers and hospitalizations, which are now back over 500, that's showing us otherwise. What about the ICU situation? That looks a little concerning as well, right? Yeah, it is. And the other day, they mentioned that there were 13 hospitals in the state that were tapped out, basically. No ICU bed usage. And and that's, again, something that we... You know, I could have been saying this same exact sentence on July 23rd of last year. And, you know, it felt like we were supposed to be done with this part of it. And it's just, it's really, it's tragic to hear that we're back in this position.
4: Yeah, it it certainly is. And uh, so what are you hearing, if anything, from the governor's office uh, around or any other uh, local officials around the state, with respect to imposing restrictions, reimposition of
22: restrictions. So the one thing, the main thing that I actually followed up with yesterday, and a, another concern is long-term care facility outbreaks are up to 62 now, and mm-hmm. those had dropped all the way to 12 um, as of late June. So this is not that long ago, and it shows how quickly this kind of stuff can ramp back up. Um, I asked about any potential limitations on visitations because, you know, it's a tricky spot for, you know, you don't want to go into a nursing home and, and spread it in there with some of the most vulnerable. But uh, but they said that there's no plans to to restrict any of that right now. And it seems like it's an employee kind of thing of getting more employees vaccinated to stop some of these outbreaks. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Th- again, I don't think we're going to go back to the direction of mandating masks from the state level. However, I do think you'll start to see more, you know, businesses or hotels and those kind of things re-implement their own mandates. And I believe it was the Pearl River Resort yesterday. Yeah, that's where we're going next week. Exactly. Yeah, they they re-implemented theirs, and they're certainly not the first, and they're certainly not going to be the last ones to do and to do that and to take that kind of action.
4: What about school districts? What are you hear
22: in there? So each school district will make up their own plan as it gets closer to the school year, yeah. and, and I imagine they'll they'll kind of consult with their their local officials, see what the situation is like in individual counties. And so there's 82 counties, obviously, and then there's what 120 something school districts, yeah, more than there are counties, right? So you know it's going to be a very case by case basis, unfortunately, and we're not going to have any kind of official clarity on that i do know that the governor has said he's not planning on mandating masks for anyone uh the department of health they do have their their guidelines out now that say unvaccinated teachers and students don't need to wear a mask but uh dr dobbs also said this week that a majority of teachers aren't vaccinated so yeah uh, my uh, my wife is a teacher and i was talking to her about this situation she's fully vaccinated but her students aren't even old enough to get vaccinated. So uh, I'm interested to see how how schools are going to handle that kind of situation.
4: And I think Biden is hinting that CDC guidance will, in fact, suggest that uh, those under 12, I believe, between 2 and 12, mask up, because there's no vaccination available, approved for under 12. Uh, And I think it's the – whatever the uh, organization is of pediatricians – they're actually a bit at odds. So the CDC hasn't officially, I don't think, made this recommendation or or, or uh, issued this guidance, but I think this group of pediatricians, whatever, the College of Pediatricians, I, I don't know the exact organization name, I think they're uh, in, in conflict with the CDC on that. So, And presenting huh.
22: kind of a united front as we enter this school year is probably for the best, uh, just to to show that everyone's behind the same effort. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen because Doesn't look like it. I don't think there's been a united front in this country on no. anything in a very long time. So, so I'm certainly not going to hold my breath until that happens.
4: Totally divided on this matter. Agree. All right. So what about uh, this situation that is making national news, and that is our attorney general. Uh, with respect to uh, roe versus wade yeah so this is something that that came across
22: uh, a couple months ago that the supreme court had basically agreed to review mississippi's proposed 15-week abortion ban Mm -hmm. i say proposed it it went all the way through the legislature and it passed uh, and it was signed into law by then governor phil bryant it was then blocked by a federal judge appeals were denied That sort of thing, but the the I was about to say the SEC. I've been working on a story with that this morning, but the Supreme Court, they you know they're going to hear this case probably in November. But uh, Attorney General Lynn Fitch has now filed her brief with the Supreme Court, and that's basically outlining the state's argument as to why the Supreme Court should rule in its favor, and it basically centers around. Two things, and if I can find it here in my story, which that would be really helpful. It uh, it basically says that the science around abortion has changed in the time since Roe v. Wade. Yeah, what's viable is a life. The definition of that. Right, and that states have an ability to basically enact their own laws, Mm -hmm. and so those. I'm certainly not a lawyer. I'm not. A law expert, or you know, able to understand a lot. You of play the, one on the radio. Though, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. I moonlight as one. <laughs> so trying to understand some of the legalities are difficult. And if you're so inclined, out there in radio land, you can go read the you know 15 page argument and then really try to break it down better than I can. But those are the two main takeaways from it, in my opinion. <laughs> and now the Jackson Women's Health Organization, the other side of the argument. They'll file their uh, their brief next month, and like I said, the the Supreme Court will likely hear it in November. Yeah. So it's a case that really has national implications, and you're going to see a lot of eyes on Mississippi and on this case over the next few months when they hear the arguments, and then in the however long it takes them to uh, to issue a ruling.
4: Yeah, I mean, so for sure, our uh, our attorney general is getting some some uh, national notoriety on this. I mean, this is a high profile case, right? That could absolutely just change the, and, and really just uproot the entire Roe v. Wade decision, and and so all eyes are on this thing.
22: Yeah. And and she mentioned this was a couple weeks ago at a different event, but she was asked about it and saying if the goal is to overturn Roe v. Wade. And she said that overturning Roe v. Wade isn't the angle was her quote. And then saying, you know, again, it's about viability. When is there viability and how can that be solved by the states Yeah, And, and kind of returning that power to the states? And, you know, it's about your ability to elect Lawmakers that are going to pass and implement law in the state yeah. of Mississippi and any other state that would would act to do the same thing as Mississippi.
4: It would seem to be consistent with the concept of federalism, uh, and on that basis, I think the attorney general, just my opinion, has has a reasonable shot here. And this is really all because of the advances in medical technology with respect to the viability of a fetus, and and so it's re- requires looking at it all over again. What are you hearing from the medical marijuana front? We just had Senator Sparks in talking about that. Uh, Senator Hob Bryan's been touring the state, I believe, uh, uh, conducting some of these hearings, listening to constituents. What's going on there? So it still sounds like August
22: is when lawmakers are at least positioning themselves for a potential special session. I know they had the final... Uh, hearing earlier this week yeah, I did hear a quote from the governor though uh, speaking about it and he said that uh, that, that August date is kind of made up and that he said mm. no no one that has, I'm paraphrasing a bit but <laughs> he said no one that has the ability to sign the piece of paper that says a special session is happening has thought about August yet <laughs> so <laughs> kind of conflicting reports and all that depend, depending on who you talk to about medical marijuana. Wow.
4: Alright, that's good stuff. Appreciate you coming in there Stephen. Thanks Gerard. Stevie Gagliano, News Director Super Supertalk News, has been our guest. We'll come right back. we got a half hour of the JT Show. And when we return, Rhino's going to do our ticket giveaway. Stay with us.
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers, partly cloudy, low around 74. A slight chance of rain on Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 94. And for your Sunday, a 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
23: Hey, it's Dave Logan, General Manager for Canon Nissan of Jackson. The all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder is now in stock on the showroom floor. There's only one word to describe the new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Wow! Wow! Come see it today and see how Nissan is bringing back the adventure. Come test ride the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder today at Canon Nissan of Jackson and imagine the places you can go. There's more. New inventory arriving daily. Versa, Centras, Armadas, Pathfinders, Rogues, Kicks and the Mississippi built Titan truck. At Canon Nissan of Jackson, we don't have any market adjustments added to our prices. Don't make a mistake or go along with market adjustment. Come to Canon Nissan of Jackson. Our service department is open six days a week and fully staffed and no appointment is needed. And when the smoke clears, you too will be saying, Nobody beats a cannon deal.
3: Nobody.
11: I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to
17: Super Talk Mississippi News. The Attorney General, Lynn Fitch, has filed her brief ahead of the Supreme Court's review in a case that could overturn Roe v. Wade.
25: As Mississippi's chief legal officer, I am committed to upholding the rule of law, including defending the constitutionality of this statute. Mississippi legislature enacted this law consistent with the will of the people to promote women's health and preserve the dignity and sanctity of life.
17: The law passed by the legislature in 2018 would ban abortions in Mississippi after 15 weeks. State Leader 337200. Online reporting
3: available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov.
18: The Mississippi State Medical Association presents the Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala. Celebrate the COVID 19 champions who have worked tirelessly over the past year to serve the people of Mississippi with nominees that include small, nonprofit, and corporate businesses, education, community, and military leaders, as well as healthcare professionals. The Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala presented by the Mississippi State Medical Association on August 14th at 7 30 p.m. at the jackson convention center to get tickets or become a sponsor go to msmaonline.com hh21
0: mississippi news doesn't sleep and neither do we Show with
19: Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. I got rice cooking in the microwave. Got a three-day beard. I don't plan to shave. And it's a goofy thing, but I just gotta say, hey, I'm doing alright. Yeah, I think I'll make me some homemade soup. I'm feeling pretty good and that's the truth. It's neither drink nor drug-induced. No, I'm just doing all right. And it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. There's
4: some hard times in the neighborhood. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. In case you hadn't heard, the Cleveland Indians. They ain't no longer the Cleveland Indians. They're the Cleveland Guardians. You seen the logo? It's terrible. It's supposed to be Art
3: Deco inspired because the name Guardians comes from a bridge right outside the stadium. Right. It's the two big statues of right. the Guardians. You might actually remember the statues from the opening credits of the movie Major League. There's a shot of the Guardian statue in the little opening credits there. <sighs>
4: So the Major League may be one of the last vestiges, right, that we have to remember. So I'm going to say it again. What the hell is this solving? What problem are we fixing here? I do
3: have to give at least a modicum of credit, because in design, one of the, one of the schools of thought is that there's an elegance to simplicity, and when you look at the names, Indians, Indians, and guardians all they did was lop off ind and stuck the word guard on it
4: it has the same ending That's the logo true. can look the same I didn't the branding think about can that. look the same well that is uh, quite the astute observation so there's a little bit there to it okay well the logo's not it's not getting me though i'm not uh, not in love with it I, the art deco honestly i find art deco to be pretty cool and I'm thinking about building a home theater in my house. I don't have, presently have one. And I, I'm considering it's it's a popular motif to build a home theater in the Art Deco theme because that's when theaters were originated during that era when Art Deco was a thing, right? Back in the 30s, I guess, I think was the time frame, 30s, 40s. I, so I think that's cool. I just – so there's new mascot, too, right? I think there's a new... I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the mascot or what that looks like. I Again, I just say, what the heck is this fixing? And I'll tell you. So we've talked rather extensively on the program. I voice my opposition to this massive amount of spending that has been poured into all of this Call it racial sensitivity training, for lack of a better way right, to describe aggressive it. aggressive theory. <laughs> but we've discussed examples in the private sector, in the military, in education, in the uh, government public sector agency arena. It's everywhere. Well, Gallup just did a, a poll recently. So as it turns out, the ratings of black-white relations at a new low. So could you not then reasonably conclude that all of these efforts are in fact causing more racial division and strife? I say it's so. And nine-point drop in two years, 33% of black adults, 43% of white adults, according to Gallup, say race relations are good. 40% of black adults two years ago said race relations will eventually work out. That's down 14%. So despite all of this investment, all of these efforts, all of this cancel culture, all of this wokeness, all of this indoctrination, we're going in the wrong direction. So why are we doing it? What are we doing it for? I, I, I can't, the, my, my logic just can't compute it.
3: <laughs> it's because the tail is wagging the dog and that's not the way it's supposed to be oh wow you have an extremely vocal minority of academics and brainiacs and self-proposed geniuses that can't see the forest for the trees they can't live in reality they have to live in these weird skewed viewpoints of the world where everything is based on the melanin content of your skin and everyone's out to get you and oh my goodness i'm oppressed that's not the vast majority of Americans. I agree. But it tends to be the vast majority
4: of people speaking up and making a ruckus. They've got the mouthpiece. They've got the podium. They've got the platform. It's disgusting, honestly. And it's even so how could they reasonably expect children who are be, are being inundated with this indoctrination crap? to improve the relations. It's, it's having the opposite effect among adults. Imagine what it does when you're subjected to it for years in school. How can that possibly produce a positive outcome? And to these virtue-signaling, sanctimonious idiots, there are plenty of problems to be worked on that need solutions. Use your brain power for that.
3: What's wrong? That doesn't give you that sweet dopamine rush of being right.
4: I, honestly,
3: Proving I, somebody's evil.
4: I've told you this before. I think you're right on with that assessment. That Sad as it may be. So I, I read yesterday just how crazy stuff has gotten that there is a university now. It's Bentley University, and they're, they're a small, private liberal arts college in Waltham, Massachusetts. <laughs> they have introduced the the nation's first bachelor degree in diversity, equity, and inclusion. A bachelor's degree in that. It, it takes about five minutes, really, to... <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> it says, hey, just treat people based on, as Martin Luther King said, the content of their character, not the not the color of their skin. Case closed, done. That's all the training you need. It's a four-year degree now. You know what it costs to attend that college? 55 grand a year for tuition. And so you're going to end up with think about this student debt, to the tune of a couple of hundred k, with a degree in this garbage. But you know what? They'll get jobs because people will pay them handsomely to come out and spout that crap, which still won't move the needle. How how is it measured? What see that's the that's the problem. Like with respect to the Indians move to rename. What, what's the measurement? How, how, do we, how do we tell that there's any positive effect of that? The business person in me just says, what are the objectives we're trying to, to achieve and how do we measure them? How do you do that? What, <laughs> what's the goal? I just don't get it. One, it, uh, there's two paths in this degree, by the way. One of them emphasizes diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizational strategy, uh, which focuses on critical and theoretical approaches uh, to social justice. Um, Yeah, so it doesn't really, they don't don't give details. Theoretical
3: approaches to social justice, (laughs) a.k.a. hashtag activism. (laughs) A.K.A. Okay, sitting on your butt hoping everybody agrees with you because
4: you have an opinion. It's just mind-boggling, in my view, that we're spending an enormous amount of money and time and cycles. I just know in running a business, gosh, it just seemed like it took every fiber of my being just to make sure the the ship kept sailing in the right direction, making ends meet, producing a profit so that we could keep the doors open, first and foremost, and making sure that our customers were serviced and taken care of. I can't imagine introducing this burden as part of, your, I guess, your organizational agenda. The fact that all these companies can do that just tells me that they're not maximizing their profit, thus their value to society. Because they're not producing any value to society with this jump. This is just incredible. But they're, And Gallup's no, no right-leaning organization whatsoever. And I suspect that if any number of other reputable polling firms conducted similar polls, they'd produce the same output. It's just not hard to figure out. What they're doing is promoting division and racial strife, in my view. We got the final segment coming up, and as soon as we come back, Rhino does the giveaway. Stay with us.
7: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit RJYoung.com COVID. Oh, oh,
24: oh, if you're ready for an oil change, trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Right now, get 5 quarts of Valvoline full synthetic motor oil and a Wix filter for 33 dollars Plus, get a $10 gift card after mail-in rebate and double O Rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit
5: OReillyAuto.com. O, oh, O, oh, O, oh,
24: O'Reilly
5: Auto Parts. The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Goal Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
13: Our half-off, half-the-store sale at DNS Diamonds & Jewelry happens this Thursday and Friday only. Half of our store will be half-off, with 10 to 39% savings on the other half during this first-ever event. From rings to earrings, half of our store will be half-off. With savings you can't afford to miss, now is the time to get that special piece you've always wanted. Half-off, half-the-store, this Thursday and Friday only at DNS Diamonds & Jewelry, 144 Market Street across from Amerigo in Flowood. Super Talk, Mississippi,
0: your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. Weeknights at 9, right here. Super Talk, Mississippi.
25: I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. My office is leading a statewide initiative to provide you with the tools to recognize human trafficking. Go to attorneygenerallenfitch.com to learn more. Together, we can be the solution.
20: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. This is the JT Show
0: with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: a great george jones it is finally friday It's the weekend y'all i hope you got a good one planned it's gonna be a little hot should be fun though we're gonna be over at neshoba next week and rhino's got a giveaway oh yeah it's summertime in mississippi and summertime means great
3: concerts and coming up friday july 30th you can catch platinum selling rock band the revivalists during the twilight concert series That'll all be taking place at the beautiful Renaissance at Colony Park in Ridgeland. You can catch the revivalists as they take the stage and more for this incredible event. And since you'll be at the Renaissance at Colony Park in Ridgeland, you might as well take in some dining, some shopping, and the sights while you're there. You can already get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or by visiting Ardenland.net. But you can also win a four-pack of tickets by texting into the C Spire text line 601-879-4395. Be lucky number 13 today to text in the word TWILIGHT to the ceasefire text line. Again, 601-879-4395. Be the 13th person to text in TWILIGHT, and you'll win a four-pack of tickets to see The Revivalists on Friday, July 30th.
4: Very cool. Thank you for that, Rhino. So, William and Brandon asks, at first he, he uh, liked our interview. Appreciate that, William, with... Uh, Michael Knowles earlier. That was fun. We gotta get him back. Are they going to cease showing the movie Major League? This woke and PC mess is out of control. By the way, Jeff in Farge County, he uh he says, Wokeness, cancel culture, you guys live in a bubble. Crawl out of that little hole. That is not even words. I, I don't even know how to respond to that you read your
3: copy of Catcher in the Ride, Jeff.
4: <laughs> you have drunk the Democrat Joe Biden Kool-Aid baby. You have, you worship government, don't you, Jeff? He worships Jen Psaki. He's a saint. <laughs> I don't get that. He said this is ridiculous-looking Jen Psaki <laughs> uh, stuff, but... I'm not sure why you listen to us. We appreciate it, and we appreciate everyone that listens to us. Uh, we clearly do not, disagree- we do not agree. We disagree on, I would say, virtually everything, and that's fine. That's what makes the world go round. And uh, we do it in a civil fashion, I hope. Uh, but I don't know. And You also referred to Mike Huckabee and his daughter as uh, disgusting. What's your deal? I don't really get it.
3: Well, that means he's sexist. So by his own liberal standards, he's a piece of junk.
4: (laughs) I'm not really sure I understand it, but I I don't know why. We could call this situation where words and mascots and brands and uh, things are just being expunged and extinguished out of our society... That that is commonly referred to as cancel culture. Uh, Evidently, you didn't get the memo and didn't hear us talking about the Cleveland Indians as an example of that, a Major League Baseball franchise, who in an effort, I guess, to appease somebody, I'm not exactly sure, decided to... Take a fair amount of time off without a mascot, right? They've just been Cleveland, the Cleveland Ball Club, or something. oh no, they're right still there. the
3: Indians this year. It's okay. not going to take effect till the next season.
4: Okay, I, I'm sorry. I I, I it know it was that, the Washington Football Team that did without a mascot for right. a season. You're uh, right. Thank you. You're right for for correcting me. But the article I read announcing this change would not refer to them as the Cleveland Indians. It referred to them as the Cleveland Ball Club. So I'm, I may have taken uh, that uh, assumption from that. But you're right. It was the Washington. Even the, their helmets just had numbers on them. Looked like Alabama, right? The Washington Redskins. I, this is just so nutty, in my view. All this name change and garbage, which, by the way, is consistent. With, with Marxist strategy. Joe South of Meridian says, the name change is another example of them chipping away uh, one item at a time to turn over American history and the values this nation was founded upon. The name change is just a path to a bigger end goal. Socialist rule, that from Joe and Meridian, I agree. Again, expunging history, changing names, changing the language, all this pronoun stuff, that is right out of the marxist playbook go read it don't take my word for it and the, the marxist doctrine and the and the marxist strategy is has as its end goal agenda and objective uh, to uh, transition to socialism it really is to, it's to overturn the uh, the power structure in the in the of society and uh, sort of displace this group with this group, and it's just all about dividing and conflict and what they uh, deem to be the betterment of society, which is the worst. you got a winner, right? Wait for info. Folks, it's been a lot of fun bringing you the show this week. We thank you so much for joining us. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget, we'll be back... In the studio Monday, Tuesday, we'll be over at the Neshoba County Fair, Wednesday, Thursday. Stay safe. God bless everyone.